0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this, the very first Drum Network podcast. This time, we're going to be looking at how the coronavirus pandemic has impacted our relationships with clients and taking a look at how tech is enabling it and maybe some of the things that we'd like to carry forward once it's all over. So, as I mentioned, I'm the editor of the drum, Chris Sutcliffe, and I'd like my guests to introduce themselves now, if they would. So, Keith.
1: Yeah, hi, I'm Keith Benzie, I'm Associate Director at Space and Time Media. Space and Time are known as one of the UK's leading independent property media specialists and, and we have offices in five locations across the UK in Bournemouth, Rygate, London, Manchester and the Edinburgh office, which I head up.
2: Oh, very nice. And Jamie? Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I'm Jamie Clifton, the head of commercial and strategy at Bolt. Bolt are a Marketing agency uh, working with professional services firms um, to support with complete growth services. Uh, we're located across the UK in Wakefield and in central London, as well as Warsaw and Bitola in North Macedonia, so in Europe as well. Amazing.
0: Well, you' both very, very different focuses there, but I suspect that, as with a lot of the people who are going to be listening there's a lot of universal issues that we can we can talk about here because client relationships have been almost upended in the face of covid nineteen and to begin with, I wondered uh, Jamie, if you could maybe take us through what your experience has been of you know dealing with clients during a time where you basically can 't do face to face yeah, I guess um you know from our perspective during
2: this period uh, there's been I think you know there's there's a lot of I think worrying concern about businesses um, being able to continue uh, their, their typical operations if you like uh, certainly from a on a remote scale and from our perspective um, you know the vast majority of our work is delivered on a remote scale certainly from an internal perspective we uh, provide flexi working options so people do have the option to work from home. Too. So, a lot of our work generally is done remotely. So, we do use technologies that support that. Um, from our perspective, where we have seen a change, and, and certainly from our, our clients as well, is we've had to uh, focus on providing solutions that support what what we would have had previously for face to face collaboration, uh, including uh, you know the, the likes of on site workshops, for example, that we would typically um you know almost always do it in in client offices so um we've had to find solutions around that um and also support clients naturally i think we're in an industry where there is a lot of visualization required at times um certainly you know it, 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 from a creative perspective and that's that's been um quite challenging i think with everybody being remotely sometimes Certainly for group sessions, um, when everybody's trying to pitch ideas in from different cameras, it's quite interesting or or different screens. Um, But we've managed to, um, I think, maintain expectations and um, ensure that, you know, it's getting completely understood without too many inefficiencies.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting that the conversations I've previously had with members have been around the idea that we, you know, the, the marketing industry has almost been prepared for this because we have been remote working for so long just by the nature of the kind of the global marketing industry. But yeah, you just brought up the fact that it's so visual. And so there's there's a whole other set of challenges there. Uh, Keith, what's been your experience then? Because you're on a very different market almost. So how has your client relationship process changed over the course of the last few weeks?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, cl- client relationships and retention are, are massively important to us and something we pride ourselves in. You know, we, We're 20 years old this year, the agency, and a lot of our key clients have been with us since our inception. So we've always been a face-to-face business, putting a huge emphasis on getting around the table with clients, working face-to-face with them to provide their solutions, deliver against KPIs. Moving to remote working and using platforms like Teams or Skype or Zoom to speak to clients is a new approach, but one that we've kind of embraced fairly easily, mainly due to the flexibility, personability of of the staff at the agency. We've already used platforms like Skype and Teams internally for some time and also with some clients. So when the situation flipped and began to escalate, we were definitely in a pretty good place from that perspective in terms of working with and using those systems. But I guess we've, we've had to be more flexible. It has been a challenge and we've had to react accordingly, certainly around things like sensitive discussions around mm. things like budgets and well, the furloughing of staff as well, which, is, which has happened on all sides, I think, uh, recently. And then remote working has brought its own set, set of challenges as well you know, conversations via video calls can be more stilted than they normally would be. And it can be a bit harder to gauge client sentiment during what's been an ever-changing set of circumstances <laughs> as well. So it's it's not been without its challenges. But, you know, as you say, as an industry, we've pro- we probably stood ourselves in pretty good stead by already using a lot of this tech prior to COVID-19 starting
0: yeah, absolutely. Interesting, isn't it, that even though people who are used to presenting, as soon as you put a camera on them and let them know that you're kind of they're being recorded or on the Zoom call, it's almost like they forget what to do with their face. So you can sort of, it is hard to gauge sentiment that way.
1: No, it's, I mean, some of our clients, some of, maybe some of their technical um, setups have been, you know, exposed a little during the current setup no. as well. And they've had to adapt and learn and we've had to get them involved in, you know, things like you know teams meetings are our side just so we can walk them through purchaser profiling presentations or post-campaign analysis documents but everyone's had to adapt and learn and I guess the fact that everyone's been in the same boat in this particular situation has made it um quite collaborative in a way
0: yeah that's nice actually it's a sort of very optimistic way of looking at it so Jamie what would you say was an area that you weren't necessarily prepared for
2: I think that's exactly it. You, you touch on education. Um, it, it it can naturally be difficult um, to get across that same level of education. that you know content certainly has been an area where I've I've potentially seen us having a, a a bit more of a weakness. Where you know potentially we, we may have got messages across better mm. um, because going back to, to to the point previously, you know we we have client relationships. That we've had from the very start that, you know, naturally uh, have grown through face-to-face collaboration and that trust. Um, so we've been doing extra work to create more content, support that education that our clients need specifically um, because they do need that additional, uh, almost
0: hand-holding, if you like. It's oh God, It's kind of interesting. I was talking, I'm not going to name them, but I was talking to one of our members the other day and they said that they really miss going out for pints with clients in a way that they never thought that they would. It's sort of a, uh, you know, in, in as much as we talk about kind of the, the efficiencies of doing everything remotely, there is a bit of a human connection that it, it can't yet replicate. So is that something that you've had to get used to there, Keith?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I was I was chatting to a client on the phone the, the other night and, you know, that's definitely something that has been vital during all this, just the simple phone calls, staying in touch with key clients in uh, that way. but. We were we were laughing because the last time we saw each other was over over a pint and a meal in Edinburgh and and it, who knows when we're we're going to be able to do that again. Um, the the, the situation is is it's we just don't know what's going to happen. But um, yeah, the, I think we're the fact that we're all human and the fact that the situation has brought these new and unique set of pressures to bear you know living in lockdown for example balancing work and childcare i think we we all share that and the, the the fact that everyone has had to share those same pressures and challenges and we've all had to react to fundamental changes in the way we live our lives has has again brought us together a bit more i think as well which i i, I think has been good from a client relationship perspective
0: hmm. at one of the last client relationships breakfasts that we did before lockdown we spoke around the idea that clients often expect this kind of always on mentality the idea that you should always be contactable but it sounds like you're saying that there's this new well or at least for a couple of people there's this new understanding that you know we are human and the fact that you're not physically present doesn't necessarily mean that you you know you can work remotely and you can just drop everything have you noticed in the kind of the last few weeks as we've got to we've got into this rhythm of working remotely have either of you noticed clients making allowances for that in a way that they once didn't yeah, sure. So from our perspective,
2: um, I think, you know, we've always made it very clear there are there are absolutely direct ways for people to reach us, whether that be email, WhatsApp, Slack, um, you know, there is uh, much more collaborative, direct ways that they can contact us. However, on the understanding that, you know, the, I guess we have uh, initial SLAs in place that we set those expectations from the very start, so there's not really been any change in that sense. What I would say there has been, just touching on on uh, the, the point we discussed previously around, um, uh, th- I guess the deepening of, of uh, client relationships, is certainly a lot more calls off record, mm. um, which has sort of semi-replaced uh, what would have been a, a pint or a you know a lunch or something beforehand.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you, you kind of – you said it that way in a way that kind of evokes espionage, the idea that we are now talking off the record about things which otherwise would have just been completely informal, you know, asking somebody to go for a pint with a client, you know, just to touch up that relationship. It, it necessarily has a kind of different aspect when you have to schedule a call, you know, and just talk about things. It feels a lot more formal in a way that it perhaps never used to.
1: Um. Yeah, I, I... – I think going back to the point you made about, you know, client expectations during this time, I've been on calls with clients when they've suddenly had to just, you know, push the abort button because one of their kids needs some help with something or something like that. So, and similarly, I think we're all having to revisit how we work and what the working day looks like. You know, we've always been kind of generally fairly switched on at all times of the day, certainly at this level, Um, but... You know, I find I get my quiet time of an evening now, you know, so mm. I, I, I'll I be spending a lot more t- time f- focusing on client work, maybe between the hours of eight and 11 for a change, you know. So um, I, th- I think that, that one of the really interesting things that's come up for me throughout this whole thing is that while we've always strived for transparency with clients, the, the, the pandemics actually allowed for even more sharing of strategy and approaches to problems and things like that. Okay. The clients still trust that we are optimizing and managing campaigns effectively, all that kind of stuff. But with the extra time they've maybe had on their hands, they may be a little more interested in looking under the hood of campaigns and and you know, the performance of specific digital channels and things like that. And the benefits of that have been kind of threefold. The clients improve their knowledge of some of the nuances of campaign strategy and things like that. We get the opportunity to demonstrate how nimble and effective we can be, and even under high pressure situations like this. And then we provide the clients out the other end with more actionable insights and context, which kind of helps them to inform wider decision making around media selection and recovery strategy and things like that so it, it's it's been an interesting one that the, the situation is unusual but it's but it's unlocked you know different ways of helping clients and mm. the ones that i think that can be long lasting and extremely beneficial
2: completely agree with that point i think from our perspective again going back to so that educational piece, it's not just been a case of being able to educate pe- people more. I think some of our clients have, have generally been very, very engaged. I think, you know, what I was going to touch on today was, you know, our, uh, I guess, our empathetic approach to the situation, um, which is something we've always had is, is, is a huge degree of empathy as, as, a, as a business. But certainly from a client perspective, they've also increased their empathy to uh, within their business to to their clients, their external internal comms. So it's been a very interesting time to see the way in which our clients have, have naturally taken a step back at different times uh, in order to ev- evaluate in more detail. Whereas perhaps before all of this, you know, things would have continued moving without too much disruption. Mm. I think I
1: mean, that I think empathy is is something that is is been you know that's a massive thing at the moment it's whether it's to do with yeah how how we work with clients how clients work with us how we work with suppliers the messaging within the campaigns that we're running from clients clients have been so keenly aware of the need to be empathetic towards their consumers and their customers at the moment as well that it's allowed everyone to probably put their foot on the ball a bit more and um just yeah evaluate everything they're saying before they say it before, without rushing yes. into anything so I, I completely agree with jamie on that point as well
0: that's fascinating and we'll get into kind of what we want to take forward after this later on but you know we've been running these agents at uh, these covid19 agency business support series webinars and one of the things that every every single guest has stressed is the idea that we do need transparency and we need accountability and we need people to be empathetic, particularly around things like contract disputes or, you know, even amending the terms of existing contracts. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're saying, the idea that everybody recognizes that we're in the same boat. Even if there is a kind of a, a business element to it, it's a much more human way to think about the people who we work with.
1: Absolutely, I I think again this just comes back to the fact that for once we're all in the same boat, you know, pressures on cash flow, pressures on business processes, staffing, furlough, things like that. Uh, you know, it's it's brought significant challenges for for us, for clients mm. and and suppliers as well. Most of them the suppliers we we regularly deal with is you know a, a, a huge amount of them are now on furlough, so. Um, it's, it's clearly been a very difficult set of circumstances right across the board.
2: Yeah, I think it's been a very interesting time where you sort of look at businesses that are you know, have, have had to shut their doors for a period of time. Others are maybe working in a reduced service. And then you have also got a selection of, of companies that are, that are almost business as usual. And yet they all have their own unique challenges within their own unique markets. Um, so it's, it's been a completely bizarre period actually, because, you know, not only is the relationship between ourselves and the clients completely different on the basis of their current circumstances, but like like we said before, the clients and their consumers and and the people that buy from them, that maybe the relationships change slightly as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, We, as I said before, we're a property specialist, so that's had, it's, you know, it's been really challenging because, uh, Four, five weeks ago, the government essentially said, don't buy a house at the moment. And because of social distancing pressures, the, our clients were, were really forced to stop construction of their, of their, of their developments. So it's been, um, yeah, it's been v- really challenging. But now we, we're starting to hear maybe some encouraging noises about the ability for them to at least resume construction at some stage in the, in the, in the short to medium term and we'll we'll start to see that unlock. Um, interestingly, that the furlough situation, where you know we've had to reduce the, the 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 overheads and and our clients have as well, but it's that's also led to a few interesting developments in terms of the agency-client relationship. With a reduction in staff on both sides, the clients have leaned more heavily on our support and expertise, and from our team's perspective, it's led to probably more collaboration sharing of different ideas and approaches for some of them because they have found themselves working on different clients and on different campaigns so that's actually been a really interesting dynamic as well
0: we ran a webinar the other day where the one of the guests said you know this is almost a, a global experiment and it's it's really been an opportunity to appraise everything that we've been doing in terms of processes so has this have the, have the past few weeks exposed any inefficiencies in the way you've been communicating with clients have we been doing anything for tradition's sake that you think it might be time to jettison or you've really enjoyed the opportunity to experiment with
2: absolutely from our perspective uh we've seen a a real increase internally in in the adoption of video communication uh, Mm. to sort of maintain face-to-face collaboration but also we've actually started to implement it as a service so you know rather than just I guess email, uh, what, what what would have gone as an email before the uh, the pandemic began, you know, now goes as an actual video screen recording. Um, you know, what's ex- what's expected from them, and, and also, um, you know, the outstanding pieces from that communication. We've managed to keep the conversation going through video. Clients can share it throughout their organisation, and actually, we found ourselves bizarrely then talking to other departments and being introduced to other departments in, in businesses that we probably didn't have direct contact with before. That's such an unexpected benefit. It might be something that that, uh, that, that gets transferred throughout the business. Either Some businesses have, have actually come back to us and said, wow, absolutely love uh, the, the video. What a way to, to stand out at this time. But also, mm-hmm. you know, have been on to our, our team to do this for such a long period of time. Um, what we've actually done is circulated your video around the company we've now actually gone and and purchased a, an account of our own and we're we're now doing what you're doing
1: that's actually a space we've been looking to move into ourselves um recently and and we've we've already been picking up bits and pieces of work in terms of delivering remote training sessions to clients as well so the the pandemic has actually accelerated our desire and and need to take new kinds of Things forward so that there's there's benefits there as well uh, we'll definitely be looking to continue using platforms like teams to share documents with clients without the need to all be in the same room and um, mm. but also around things like events as well and even pitches we, we pitched remotely recently for a bit of business and that was really interesting to all have to collaborate and work on the pitch and then deliver it, not face to face. It was, it was a real, real challenge, but, um, but, but a really interesting one as well.
0: So, I mean, from a, from a practical point of view, you've mentioned teams, uh, we're using CAS to record this, what have been the tools that you've either adopted or, you know, decided to disseminate more widely among your team and the clients you work with that you think you'll be carrying forward that you think you can't do without now after the fact? So from our perspective,
2: Chris, the, uh, the actual adoption of a video has come through Vidyard. Mm. Uh, that's something that we have been integrating with ours and our client HubSpot CRM systems, which works really nicely uh, because it enables uh, you know, client communication. And whether that be from a new business acquisition perspective or, or from an existing uh, client communication and service perspective, to integrate nicely together so that's absolutely something that we will be taking forward uh, because like I said before we've had some great feedback internally ourselves when we've run surveys and also um, externally with clients i'm just touching on surveys as well that's something that we've also started to use a lot more of and we've adopted uh, a type form and for both client and internal feedback it's been a f- fabulous tool for ourselves, something that we found extremely intuitive uh, and something that, again, we've had good feedback of in terms of its uh, user experience. You know, it's not something that uh, for clients naturally, we don't wanna be getting them involved in tools that are going to cause confusion or give them a a bigger workload. So it's, it's something that, again, we will be taking forward for both internal and external feedback.
1: Well, I, I mentioned Teams a couple of times, that's something we'd adopted probably about a year ago within the business, just as, a, just as a means of communicating internally, but also for working with clients. Clients have been asking us to work with their preferred video platforms, be that Webex, Zoom, Skype, um, Google Duo, whatever it might be, um, whatever suits them really, but I think in the the new normal following this and this is within a professional capacity and also from a social perspective everyone's going to be using these tools much more regularly because they've seen that Mm. you know the 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 genuinely that there are ways to stay in touch better with people um and, and and more efficiently as well but from our perspective specifically within the property sector we've actually a tool we've used to strengthen our position and relationships with clients is something we've created called the new homes index, where hmm. we, it's a, it's a proprietary set of first party data, essentially, which allows us to look at key performance metrics and trends in terms of how consumers are engaging with property client websites. So we then pull all that data together, together to, um to, to show clients what they can expect in terms of CPCs on a certain platform or cost per goal on another platform, how many people are visiting new homes websites, what kind of actions they're taking when they get there, and it, it's especially how that's uh, um, been been affected during the last four to six weeks during lockdown. So that data has allowed us to help with recovery planning and show them benchmarks, I guess, that they can work towards, and it's been way more relevant and immediate than any third party resources could be so that's been hugely helpful for us through this period as well and just also in helping us create content around it as well
0: yeah not to not to pull the curtain back too far on on this but at the way you know in the first two weeks we had this explosion of covid19 content on the drum network and we we tried commissioning content that was unrelated to to coronavirus and of course at that time it was all everybody was talking about it still is and you know we We eventually had to give up and say well our network is talking about this it's what people want to read to some extent let's just kind of go along with it but for a while it was kind of uh it was almost depressing to go on the on the on the page and just see every single headline included the word COVID 19.
1: i i think that's been a really important thing for for people's mental well-being as well (laughs) is just to try not to engage too much with everything that's out there because it's just it has been overwhelming and certainly we had some feelings uh, within the agency within the first couple of weeks that people were just receiving too much. There was just too much content, too much noise on email within Teams, wherever it might be. So it's just, I mean, thankfully that has lessened somewhat. Um, but yeah, I think it's important not to get, not to try to get too caught up in things from that perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. Hard though. Incredibly yeah, difficult.
1: Yeah, really difficult.
2: Yeah, because again, you know, they've all got different challenges, right? Some of them yeah. need to maintain an awareness. They need to maintain that their presence and ensure that people know that they have some sort of continuity. Because I think there is that there's there's two sides, right? You can either uh, be sucked into to that, or you can be very careful, as we said before, having that step back, evaluating who you are, remembering who you are, and ensuring that your your awareness is the right type of awareness. Mm.
1: Definitely, we we we'd been doing some research for clients, helping them start to think about recovery planning. And th- at one point, I think it was a piece of e consultancy research suggested that some brands were actually harming their brand by 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 pushing out too much COVID nineteen related content, not of the right type, you know. So um, yeah. It's, it's a fine balance to strike, a really fine balance to strike. And messaging has definitely been something our clients have been coming to us for a bit of help with as well, whether that's within Google Ads or on paid social, wherever, just trying to help them get that tone of voice right.
2: I was just going to say, I think that's where they can, they've can they really seen value from our perspective as well, Keith, over the last four to six weeks. You know, those, those things that maybe not necessarily were taken for granted before, but actually coming to us for for those types of conversations on, on because they are so sensitive to every word, every message that, that goes out um, and truly seeing the value in, in our processes. Going back to the whole mental health piece, I think there's been a lot of awareness raised, certainly with the drum over the last 12 months, where we're talking about, again, we we're talking earlier in this, in this podcast about, uh, companies expecting people to be connected all the time, expecting, uh, you know, uh, something now, if, if you like. And I think, yeah. you know, naturally, that's not always going to happen. We, they're not, you know, agencies aren't robots. And I think that there needs to be that mutual respect and understanding and, and empathy back, which certainly from our perspective, I can see has been the case. Oh yeah 100%. I
1: think that's a really good point Jamie and goes back to the point you made as well about you know we need to obviously ensure SLAs are still adhered to and that we're still delivering you know at really high levels of client service throughout this. But the clients do seem more open to understanding the pressures that we all face around this um but then going back to the transparency point I made as well, the fact that clients are seemingly more interested now in some of the processes that before they might have taken for granted, how we optimize digital campaigns, the difference subtle changes in messaging can make to campaign performance, that type of thing.
0: About as optimistic a place to end it as we possibly could, considering everything that's going on. So I just wanted to say thank you very much again to both Keith and Jamie. Uh, Keith, where can the listeners find you?
1: Um the, the listeners can find me at Space and Time Media, I guess. Um, <laughs> um But uh, yeah, that's probably the easiest way to get hold of me. www.spaceandtime.co.uk or you can uh, reach me via my LinkedIn profile as well.
0: And how about you, Jamie? Where can the listeners find you? Directly on our website at theboltway.com.
2: My email is jamie at theboltway.com. Send me a video introduction
0: (laughs) (laughs) and I'll be uh, keen to follow up. Fantastic. Well, thank you both so much for that. And to everybody out there listening, please do stick around because we're going to be doing many more of these over the next couple of months. But thank you again to Keith and Jamie and goodbye. Thanks, Chris. Thank Thank you.